How did we build relationships with Fortune 500 clients? Let's talk about it. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Five Minutes with Five Pack. I am your host for today, Kara Munoz, and I am joined by none other than one of our Five Pack co-founders, Jerry Beers. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us today. Good to be here. And I have to ask, and you'll have to explain to our listeners why I even asked this, where are you in the United States? <laughs> today, I am in the LA area. Um, so my wife and I decided to do a 50-state trip to celebrate our, our 50th birthdays in California. It was date number 44. We'll wrap up uh, 49 this year. We're not going to do Hawaii with our uh, RV. Uh, a little hard to get that across the across the ocean, so we'll, we'll fly out there next year. That's super exciting. So you'll finish up this year with 49. And did you start this in 2020? Am I remembering that right? 21. 2021. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That's quite a milestone. I think I would come up to maybe 15. <laughs> so I've got a good ways to go. <laughs> well, in the spirit of getting to know you, want to dive right in to some rapid fire questions that are unique to the tech industry, but will also give some of our listeners a little bit of insights into who you are and some of your preferences. So let's jump right in. We'll hit the big one to start iOS or Android. Oh, it's got to be iOS for me. All right. Sorry, Android people. Yeah. It is not your day today. <laughs> okay. So with that being said, with iOS in mind, if you had to pick between your Apple Watch or an iPad, which one would you pick? Uh, that would be pretty tough because I, I definitely love uh, reading on my iPad. I, I use it a lot for consuming content, but I think I'd have to go with the Apple Watch. Okay. Tell me what is one of the favorite apps you're using right now and why? You're asking me to between my kids, I think. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of, of apps that I really rely on. Um, there's one that I, I really like. I don't know if it's my favorite, but, it, but it's, uh, it's the one I go with for the answer. It's called Photo Pills. And it, uh, one of my passions is photography. And uh, what Photo Pills lets you do is plan where, from where you are, and where something like a, you know, a bridge or a, a pier or something like that where the sun will be at different times of the day or the moon. That's amazing. So if I'm trying to catch like a sunset right off the edge of the pier, then I know right where I have to stand in order to get that, that good perspective. So. Okay. That one's a really cool one. And tell me the name of it again. It's called Photo Pill. Photo Pill. Okay. I'm headed to yeah. the beach next yeah. week. So I'm going to have to tuck that in the back of my brain. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. You've been in the industry for decades now. This one's going to be a hard one to answer, but we'll try to keep it to just one thing. What is a resource you would recommend to people in this industry, whether it's a book, podcast, what would you say? Yeah. Um, I think the the site uh, used to be Ray Wenderlich and um, now it's Kodako. Um, they're just phenomenal at staying up to date on what's going on in the industry and um, and for uh, throw bone to you, Android folks, they they uh, do uh, tutorials on uh, both Android and iOS and and really a lot of other things now as well. And and uh, uh, it would be really hard to uh, for me to stay up to date on what's going on uh, without them. So that's the resource I'd recommend. And can you tell our listeners what that domain is to look for? Uh, yeah, K O D E C O, Codeco. 
Perfect. And we'll include that in the show notes for everybody. A great resource for you to check out. Last but not least, this one's going to be tough to answer succinctly, but we'll see what you come up with. What is one defining moment looking back at your career? Uh, yeah, defining moment, probably um, back when, uh, it, it's kind of hard to imagine this, but in the early days of, of iOS, a lot of people still didn't know who was going to win the the iPhone wars, if you will. The, the iPhone wars <laughs> don't get a lot of press. They were pretty short. Um, but in the early days, people were saying, oh, is it going to be BlackBerry? Is it going to be Microsoft? Is it going to, you know, is this uh, iPhone thing going to stick around? Is, you know, what's this Android deal coming up, you know? And and um, and I was uh, doing some work for Match.com and their whole team was working together with Microsoft on developing a, a solution for Microsoft. And they brought me in to work on their iPad solution. The iPad was brand new. And uh, and so just really forged a relationship with them through that. Just fell in love with the platform, um, the iPad platform, and also built just really some great relationships out of it as well. That's a great reflection back. And I love how it transitions us right into our five minute topic today. So when we're talking with clients and even just peers in our industry, you know, we'll share, of course, that we've worked with entrepreneurs, startups, all the way to Fortune 100 clients for 14 plus years. And a lot of times the conception, or maybe you could say the perception is that we worked our way up to the Fortune 100s, maybe through those initial relationships with startups, but it was exactly the opposite. Fact fact began with the Fortune 100s, and then we've had the opportunity, obviously, to work our way in some ways uh, with startups and entrepreneurs now in the latter years more than we did in the initial. So break it down for me, Jerry, because that's probably something that's a little bit of a misnomer. And a question that people have is, how did you pioneer relationships with these Fortune 500 clients in the early days of Five Pack? Yeah, one of the things that I've learned really from the beginning is that it can be easy to think that your goal is to take ownership of a solution. That you come into a situation and somebody asks you, hey, we need to develop this solution. And so I, as a developer, need to take ownership of that solution. And I really approached it as I need to take ownership of the problem. So. I come in and try to understand what is the problem that we're trying to solve and how is it that we're trying to help that end user? So my client's user, what are we trying to do for them? And how, you know, what is it that they're trying to do? What are the the use cases that they want? What are the things that are most important to them? And then work together with whoever my client is to develop a solution that will solve that problem. And a lot of times they've got a really great head start on creating that solution. But even if I don't ever, you know, sort of theoretically, because I don't think this has ever happened, but even if I don't ever impact the solution that they come up with, I, in my mind, to have that original problem that we're trying to solve in mind so that I know what, you know, usability isn't just about making things easier or making it simpler, or it's about trade-offs. It's about if, if I make this easier to find or to use, then maybe that makes this thing a little bit more buried. 
well, which of those is more important for the user? And which of the things are they going to use daily <laughs> versus, you know, maybe once a week or something like that. And so understanding that and having that mindset and knowing the things that really need to flow, um, the, the use cases that need to flow smoothly versus the ones that maybe um, can be traded off a little bit, uh, I think has been really important. That's excellent. And it brings to mind, you know, one of our core values here at Five Pack, which you already alluded to, which is personal ownership. A lot of times when we're just initially starting conversations with clients, it never fails. And I know everyone in our business development team has learned this, certainly from you and then also from Kevin, that as we're talking with clients, we'll ask questions and it never fails. We'll hear the client say, no one that I've talked to thus far has asked me that question. Explain to me, you know, maybe more from a client's perspective, what that process of personal ownership uh, feels like for them and, and how us thinking, you know, ahead of them, not necessarily looking to just accomplish what they're asking to implement, but understanding the why, how that forges trust for the client uh, in, in the way we think about their solution. What has been your experience with that? Yeah, when somebody comes to us, they're really an expert in their space. Um, but they're not necessarily an expert in mobile or in how that applies to their space. Um, and so as I'm talking with them and really in my mind, I'm thinking I want to become like a surrogate expert for them so that what they know about this problem that they're trying to solve and what they know about their industry and their clients that I start to, to gain some of that knowledge. And I do that because I want to think about what is the best way that I can apply what I know about mobile or what I know about technology to solving that problem. And I do that best by not just understanding this one slice that they're asking me to you know, solve a problem for, but by trying to understand the whole problem and sort of look at it from, from different perspectives. I think that causes me to ask questions or look at things from a perspective that that maybe they're uh, they haven't haven't heard before, and you know maybe they're they're asking for something that I I look at it and I say oh, that's going to be a little bit custom to do that. Um, is that the important thing, or if we did that in more of a standard way, you know, would we be able would we have more time to to solve this other problem or? Um, or even knowing what the platform's patterns are or what Apple is recommending about things and and just kind of thinking about those and kind of applying them to the problem while we're having the discussion about what it is that they're trying to do. Yeah, and that's such a great note, I think, in general for product owners and, and also for developers, designers in our industry. We love creating and building beautiful solutions, but at the end of the day, simplicity and understanding why we're building those things is really what creates the best end result for users. And we've seen that taking the time up front to make the right decisions and beyond that, ask the right questions always leads to better results. And I know yeah. what we've seen is by asking those questions, by doing our due diligence time and time again, yeah. Yeah. that level of ownership that we can bring to the table inevitably forges a level of trust with our clients to know that we're always going to work uh, not only to deliver on behalf of them, but really on behalf of their users. Yeah, really. Um, you know, Steve Jobs talked a lot about simplicity and 
And uh, one of the things I, 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 I loved the, the whole concept, but um, you know, there's sort of this layer of simplicity at the top of any problem. And that's just, you know, not really doing a lot, you know, it's, it's, it's too simple to be effective. And then you get underneath that and there's this sort of thick layer of complexity underneath that. And as you start to solve the problem and well, I'm solving this and I'm also solving this. And then we also need to do this other thing. <laughs> and that makes the solution a little bit more complex. And, and if you keep drilling down from that, there's a layer of simplicity down at the bottom where you've boiled away a lot of that complexity and you've reached this sophisticated, it's not a simplistic level um, of simplicity. It's, it's a sophisticated level of simplicity where you, um, you deeply understand the problem, you, you've drilled down on what the solution is, you've, you've boiled away a lot of the extras or things, you know, maybe on the periphery that you don't need, and you come up with just this elegant solution. And that's what Apple's been just so great at um, for a long time is, uh, is finding that elegant level of simplicity and getting to that in, in their solutions. And that's what I endeavor to do. Excellent. Well, I couldn't sum it up better. Elegant, sophisticated simplicity is the mark. And it's definitely something I know we strive for at Five Pack and work to partner with our clients to make that the mark for all of their products as well. Jerry, this has been wonderful. And I know it's not going to be the first time that you're with us at Five Minutes with Five Pack. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Five Minutes with Five Pack. Our goal is to take the industry experience and expertise we have to be a guide that you can trust in an ever-evolving digital landscape. We invite you to share this episode if it's been a help to you and also subscribe on your preferred streaming platform. You can also learn more about Five Pack at fivepack.com. We'll see you back here next time.